Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon, with me, Sydney Volpe, and in the house today, a recap of March 2023. Before we jump into that, Sydney, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I have a lot of questions about March, but specifically, was it good? Was it bad? Did it live up to your hopes and dreams or did it uh, not? <laughs> I've been dreaming about March <laughs> for so long. Well, do you um, think this March was better than most Marches? Oh, gosh. I don't know. All I know is that it was better than February. February was like traumatizing. <laughs> okay, but I thought it was a good... I mean, we got a five-star banger at we the very did. least. We did. Um, but we got... I mean, March was the month of like franchise sequels. We got some big ones. Um, we got a new franchise in the works. I thought, honestly, it was a really good month. Do you agree? I agree with you. I'm curious, though. Why do you think March was the month to make it the month of franchises? Like, why March did we get Creed 3, Scream 6, Shazam 2, John Wick 4? All in- and Murder Mystery 2. I know that's the biggest one that you're oh. a fan of. <laughs> yeah, because I definitely watched it. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, um, why March? Usually you would think that Shazam is a, a June movie. John Wick's, like, these are, like, summer blockbusters. Kind of strange. I don't know. Well, maybe that's a good question. I guess John Wick doesn't have, like, I mean, it wasn't until this most recent chapter that I feel like people are were really on the hype train. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these are kind of, like, I mean, they're obviously not going for any awards. And maybe they didn't want to compete with, like... Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, mm. Barbie. It's getting, the summer is going to be Stacked. packed. Yeah. Yes. So could be they were just trying to spread things out. Last time we spoke about a month recap, it was February. And I asked you in that episode, if you felt that 2023 was living up to 2022. And I believe you said that it didn't feel that way. How do you feel now, now that March is over? Yeah. Um. I guess I still don't fully feel like that at least in what we've gotten so far Mm. but we had the conversation about how john wick is kind of like it had like uh an everything everywhere kind of reaction people just went crazy for it um and i think what's on the horizon i mean we got like a billion trailers this week and like marketing stuff that just seems so exciting um so I definitely see the potential. We found out that like Killers of the Flower Moon is definitely this year. A lot of exciting stuff coming, but so far I think we've gotten a few like great gems, but it's been pretty average. Okay. Otherwise, do you agree? I I do agree with you. I feel like we did get some bangers. John Wick 4 is probably the bangiest of the bangers. <laughs> Agreed. But it isn't I don't think we're at that level of 2022 just yet, but you do make a good point that this week, particularly, we've gotten a lot of news. Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie, Across the Spider-Verse, um, Napoleon was confirmed to come yes. out later this year. So yep. maybe in the workings, it'll reach the 2022 level of hype, um, but so far, I don't know yet. March was so much better than February, though, so it was an improvement, and that's the least we could ask for, I guess. Exactly. Let's jump into the movies in March 2023. 
we won't go in depth into too many of these that we've spent a whole episode on. So no, uh, no long-winded conversations on John Wick 4, sadly, or Shazam, well, Fear of the Gods. I know, right? <laughs> Even in House of Horrors, we were talking about John Wick. <laughs> That's so true. We did bring up John Wick in a podcast series dedicated to only horror movies. Somehow, we talked about John Wick <laughs> Chapter 4. He's always there. We should have talked about uh, Shazam, since that was horrifying in its own that, way it, it was horrific <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first movie of march that came out that was big creed 3 i'm going to say this to you right now i posted my march ranking video on tiktok woke up this morning checked the comments holy shit the amount of people that have either switched teams or maybe they always hated creed 3 was shocking to me i even text you Apparently, I'm an idiot because Creed 3 was uh, bad, according to the rest of the world. Yeah, you texted me that, and I was confused that of all the movies that came out this month, that's the one that people are like, what did you have it ranked? I had it number two of the month. Maybe that's too high, I guess. But No, I have it number three. Yeah. Um, I thought everyone, I thought it was universally loved. (laughs) Like, everyone was going so batshit crazy over, like, the anime inspirations and... Maybe it could be the Jonathan Major news, Major's news kind of changed people's tune. Maybe. And I thought that could be the reason. And none of the comments don't bring up like Creed 3 sucks, Major's is an asshole. Like if they just say Creed 3 was trash. It's like, I think a lot of the comments are saying it's just so predictable and so dumb. How could I expect some guy get out of jail and become the world champion? What? I don't know. <laughs> Bro, this is the Rocky franchise we're talking about. <laughs> I think I even responded to that one comment saying, have you seen a Rocky movie? <laughs> wow, that is bizarre. The switch up has been interesting. So my question yeah. to you is, well, one, did you like it? And uh, two, do you think the Creed 3 franchise or the Creed franchise has a good future? Um, yes, I loved it. Sorry, losers and haters. Creed 3 was great. Uh, Final fight, uh, euphoric. I was in the theater. I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could watch this for like... That was my biggest complaint is that the movie I thought was really short. I was so shocked. It got Mm. cut off right at the two hour mark. I was like, I I feel like there was a lot they cut out of this. And I wonder if they were kind of worried about what audiences would think. But I mean, other than that, yeah, I thought this was like a great... It's so... Yeah, it fits perfectly into the Rocky franchise. And I think the Creed movies have done such a great job kind of like having their own identity and building on those themes of legacy, masculinity, all of that. And I I think it's it wasn't my favorite Creed movie, but it had some things in it that I liked, like Michael B. Jordan's directing um, direction that I thought was really spectacular. I hope that his daughter gets her own uh thread of films Mm. am i making that up that seemed like it was being set up right it does feel like it was going that direction but like i don't know i don't know they've they've confirmed like an anime for this this franchise so that's clearly yes they've confirmed an anime so that's clearly you know obviously they drew a lot of inspiration for anime so this makes sense for them to go that direction they've said creed 4 is something they want to do they likely will do Who it will contain is a a different story. Will it be a super flash forward and we are dealing with Creed's daughter now? Who knows? I don't know. But it does feel like they were setting up some type of future with his daughter for sure. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought the movie was incredible. Are we doing yay, yay or nay? Oh, yeah, we should do yay or nay. Yay, okay. are we recommending this? Nay, are we not? A big yay. This is a big yay for me, too. I'm, I'm a very big Rocky person. I've seen every Rocky movie, I don't know, probably 20 times at least. The Creed yeah, movies, you are a Rocky super fan. I am. If any franchise I'm a super fan of, it's definitely the Rocky franchise. Wow. I love Creed 1. I like Creed 2. And I really like Creed 3. I guess to put you on the spot, how do you rank the last three Creed movies? <laughs> um, I think, honestly, I think I kind of wanted to pull the trigger and say that I liked Creed 2 the best. Whoa. Um, I know. Wow. And I... It's almost it's almost the same reason why I liked John Wick 3 the best. Okay. Um, before Chapter 4 came along, that is. Um, should we just talk about that now? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well jump to John Wick 4. I, I thought that like, like the second Creed film, it was kind of the situation where it goes bigger and it goes more complex, where the first Creed film was kind of like that very standard, just very like strong, really well done um, foundational story. And, you know, people have different tastes, but they're both incredible. And then I think three would be ranked third for me. But Interesting. Okay. I gave it four out of five stars. I still loved it. How do you rank them? I go one, three, two. I think two is, I didn't, oh. again, I think two is good. I think I gave it a three and a half out of five. Uh, I think I gave Creed three a four, and I gave Creed one a four and a half out of five. So I, I really like Creed one. I think Creed 2 is good. I think Creed 2 suffers from a uh, kind of a lousy middle. Like the, the, the middle fights aren't very good. Okay. And I think that what I find interesting about Creed 2 is the relationship of Drago and his son. And I almost wish there was more focus on them because I find them way more fascinating to watch. Yeah. Uh, especially after the aftermath of Rocky 4 I've always wondered... What is life like for Drago after he loses to Rocky? After he becomes basically the failure of his country. You know, and this movie kind of touches on that. Creed 2 talks about how he lost his wife. He was exiled from, like, his home. And I thought I found that really interesting and wish we got more of that. That being said, I really love the ending to Creed 2. I thought it was really emotional and, like, the perfect way to end it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I like Creed 2 a lot still. It's just a great franchise. Good franchise. Good franchise. Good franchise. All right. Next movie. Operation F- Fortune. Yeah. Ruse, Ruse, Ruse de, de Guerre. <laughs> <laughs> the fabled Guy Ritchie movie that was supposed to come out like two years ago or something. And it they just like shoved it in this month randomly. Like yeah. a week before. They're like, hey, oh, it's coming out in March now. And then well, because it was it. like it re- it was. Yeah, it was delayed like a million times. And then it released internationally. And I was like, yeah. what? What is going on? And then, yeah, there was just no hype left to be had. I don't know. A, I, I know like two people who saw this movie. <laughs> I didn't even see it in theaters. I rented it on VOD like three oh, yeah. days ago. <laughs> so, it's already on VOD. What in the world? Well, Guy Ritchie already has a new movie coming out this April. So yeah, they're like, we can't have like two Guy Ritchie movies coming out back to back. That's so odd. It's so strange. Anyways. It's so strange. Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre. I don't know why it's called Ruse de Guerre. I watched they the movie. Say, they literally say that in the movie maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> it is not important at all. Yeah, f- for those who don't know, it's a Guy Ritchie movie starring, you guessed it, Jason Statham <laughs> and Hugh Grant and Carrie Elwes and Josh Hartnett and Aubrey Plaza. Queen. 
What are your thoughts on the Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre? I liked it a lot. I gave this movie three and a half out of five stars. Whoa. Um, well, you know I'm a Guy Ritchie loyalist. I did and not know that, actually. Did you not? Yeah, I love Guy Ritchie. I mean, Snatch is one of my favorite films of all time. Snatch and- kicks ass. It does. And I feel like he's in this era of just making these like, I mean, he has like a very distinct sense of humor and I like the way that he does action. And it seems like he's not trying to make anything, you know, world altering, but he's just doing like these fun little like action romps. Action Um, romps. I don't think this is quite as good as um, The Man from Uncle. Some people like Wrath of Man like a lot. I was I liked Wrath of Man. I'd probably put it around the same level as Operation Fortune. Is Wrath of Man the one with Colin Farrell? No, that's the gentleman. Oh, the gentleman. I think I the, like gentleman the gentleman is one a lot. of his best. Yeah, that one was so fun. The gentleman kicks ass. Wrath of Man, I put on this level of Operation Fortune. Right. Maybe a tad bit higher, but not not by much. We're not talking like groundbreakingly different. Yes, um, but I thought the cast was uh, really good. Aubrey Plaza is perfect. Jason Statham, um, Hugh Grant was really funny in it. Josh Hartnett is like a movie star. Well, in the movie, he literally is a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> but he's great. I don't really know. He He's from something, and then I think he went off the grid for a while, right? Yeah, Josh Hartnett had his like little resurgence or... I guess he had his like renaissance in the early 2000s. Yeah. He was in The Virgin Suicides, with uh, which was directed by Sofia Coppola. Right. He was in Pearl Harbor, which was like, that was his moment. He was the heartthrob in Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck. That was a big deal. Oh, Made yeah. Made lots of money. Then he was in Black Hawk Down, which is a Ridley Scott movie. People really liked that movie. And then, he, yeah, he was off the grid for a bit and didn't yeah. really show up. Huh. Uh so anyways well, he looks great i liked him but yeah what did you think of the movie i thought it was perfectly fine it's not the best guy richie movie it's not the worst guy richie movie it's just like like you said a fun little action romp i don't think guy richie's <laughs> trying to change the game of action you know he's not like trying to be john wick 4 which you know very few movies can be. Well, did you like when the camera was attached? Yes, to, I was going to say. To Mr. Fortune's gun. <laughs> I did. I did. At the very end, there's a scene where Jason Statham has his gun like out and the camera is attached looking towards Statham. It's a very cool angle. I did like that a lot. That was that cool. That was sick. But yeah, it's just very run-of-the-mill action movie, twists and turns, nothing special. But again, Guy Ritchie does action so well that even his like kind of throwaway movies are better than your average film exactly that you're not getting like the gray man like you're getting like a legit filmmaker's like solo vision that's just like really well done wow we like gray man haters on this podcast (laughs) i'm serious like the gray man stands are out there and i'm afraid of them (laughs) well it's the second time we've we've slided the gray man so they can come at us anytime in the past yay or nay uh yeah i I give it a yay and i was gonna say like i think this is totally worth seeking out on streaming streaming guy richie you like don't pay the twenty dollars i paid i just wait for like yeah don't do that (laughs) unless you have like six people in the room maybe yeah there we go this will be on prime in like three months easy to stream and yeah i i would turn it on yeah okay okay we're giving it a yay hey did you watch the children of the corn remake (laughs) 
<laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I learned that it was supposed to go on Shutter in April, and then Shutter like didn't pick it up for some reason. Probably because it sucked, or at least Probably. I heard it does. I but know. I, I know, I, I really wanted to watch it because you know, even though they are usually bad, I like to watch these kind of Stephen King remakes, see what people do with them. Um, but yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to spend more than like $3 on this if I'm watching it at home. So The wiki said literally like verbatim, Shudder was supposed to premiere on April 21st, and then it did not. That's all it says. Like, I don't know what happened, but they just <laughs> did didn't not. fucking didn't do huh. it. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was because it was not very good. Yeah. Or I don't know. It's not like there aren't bad movies on Shudder. So. Yeah, I don't know what their like standard is or the bar is set, but like clearly yeah. they didn't pick it up. So I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure like no one will end up watching it ever. Um, Probably. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. Champions. Did you watch Champions? No, I didn't. I didn't Did either. You? No. Oh, but I heard it was actually well. Okay, I see that it got like an A on Cinema Score, and I was like, whoa. Oh come um, on now. <laughs> I know, and then I was like, oh wait. <laughs> I feel like that means that means it was it was exactly what it looked like. Yeah. At the very yeah, least, looks like a feel good family comedy. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Clara watched it, and Clara gave like a three, which is good for Clara. Okay. So they said it was good. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it eventually. That'll be know. on Hulu, like in like fucking three months. <laughs> three give months. it, give it some times. <laughs> give it some time. Scream Six. We did watch this. Yes. What are your thoughts on Scream Six? I never asked you. I know we haven't really talked about Scream Six. I liked Scream Six. I gave this one three and a half out of five as well. The director has read my review in the Letterboxd video, which was oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I liked it. I'm not like a, I'm not a Scream fanatic. I like a lot of the Scream movies. Scream 3 is vastly overhated. But I thought Scream 6 was good. I don't, I remember thinking that Scream 5 was pretty decent as well. You know, I thought like the New York setting could have been used more and I thought that Ghostface could have been a little better, but I had a ton of fun with it and I thought that this one had a lot of like genuinely frightening moments, whether it was like actual scares or just tension. I thought that Mm. part of it was really well done and I also came to like a lot of the characters a lot more. Um, Okay. Okay. Melissa Barrera, I thought was way better in this movie than she was in Five. Yeah. Which was great. Well... Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? I thought it was good, too. I gave it a three and a half like you. However, did you feel like people were, I don't know, teeny weeny bit uh, hyping this one up a little too much? Like, I feel like I walked into it thinking, oh, shit, people are saying this is the best <laughs> Scream since Scream 1. And I kind of walked in with super high expectations. And I'm not going to lie, I walked out feeling like it was good. But I'm not like, I'm not saying it's better than Scream 2. Uh, I'm a big Scream 2 guy. I thought it was on par with Scream 5 in the sense of like just overall the movie. But I've also learned people don't like Scream 5. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bad Scream fan. I have no idea. No, I th- I didn't know that people hated Scream 5 also. Um, they were like, whoa, like Scream 5 was like the worst Scream movie. And now this one's like actually good. I was like, oh, I thought we all kind of agreed that, <laughs> that one was decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah why okay. do people hate Scream 5? What's what's the theory behind that? I don't know. I think people were annoyed by how they tackled the whole like meta like franchise thing or whatever. I like that part. Um, <laughs> that's what I, that's <laughs> I, what know, I yeah. liked maybe, about Scream Maybe you're 5. just a bad Scream fan. I'll <laughs> we'll just say that. 
But well, people yeah. kept saying like Scream Six is the most brutal in the franchise. And <laughs> well, because like, he holds a gun. Because he yeah, because scene. he has a shotgun. I thought that it was, was cool. As brutal as Scream Five. Like I watched Scream Five before watching Scream Six, and I was like. I don't know. I, when I watched Scream 6, I wasn't walking out thinking like, oh my God, they really pushed the boundaries in this movie. No, I agree. I I was, I don't think I was underwhelmed because just knowing that I'm not like super huge on the franchise, I wasn't expecting my mind to be blown. But, you know, I see people going really hard for it. Like this is like their franchise that they love. And I'm like, let them have their fun. You know, it, it appeals yeah, yeah, to some yeah. people more than others. And I just think of the things that I go hard for. That I know not everyone does, and and I get it. I'm okay. glad. I'm glad they had a good time. Why didn't they just kill off somebody in that movie? Why were uh, they so afraid to kill Courtney Cox? Why were they so afraid to kill off the boyfriend character? Sorry, spoilers ahead for Scream Six, by the Ooh. way. <laughs> you've had you've had less than a month to watch it. That's that's the timeline that we're working with these days <laughs> on Twitter. You get two days. <laughs> you get two days. Five business days is the max, actually. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Courtney Cox's character gets like stabbed and apparently looks like she's gonna die. Doesn't die, and then Jenna Ortega's like boyfriend guy. I don't remember his name. He gets like double stabbed like two, two ghost faces. <laughs> that part was insane. I was like, oh shit. And then they, they fucking wheel him out in a stretcher and he like is like okay and she like takes off his mask and kisses him. Well, and, like, and meanwhile, the, the, the final scene was going on for like 40 minutes. I'm like, he would have at the very <laughs> least bled out by now. <laughs> like, I put in my review. If you're so unwilling to suspend your disbelief, why watch a movie at all? Because that makes no sense. You're going to be questioning the logic of anything. Right. But the problem I have with Scream is that unlike Freddy or unlike Jason or or even Michael, all those characters are rooted in some type of supernatural element where if they don't die, that makes sense. It's like a supernatural thing. And in Scream, though, it's always... I always thought it prided itself being rooted in reality. There's so many screen movies where like the hero will tackle Ghostface and Ghostface will like react to it and get hurt and run away. But in in this movie, it felt like, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, why were they so afraid to kill anybody off? I don't, I don't understand why they played it so safe. Well, especially with the legacy characters, like it would have been a great opportunity for Courtney Cox to die doing something important and i also thought that it would have been interesting if kirby actually or or okay if we're talking spoilers <laughs> yeah we're, we're already in neck if neck they could have made good. actually made her into a villain for like some interesting reason and then it was like no just kidding it's just like these three random people yeah i don't know i thought it was fine i thought there was okay. a little bit more they could have done yeah i think so too but i All had right. a good time are we yang or naying i'm yang okay i'm yang as well I know I talked a lot of shit on it right now, but I'm still, I'm still yaying it. <laughs> it's not the most brutal screen movie, though, so <laughs> don't go in thinking that. Oh God. Um, What's next? Did you watch Luther, The Fallen Son? No, I started it. Um, I wasn't super hooked in, and I think I was also a little discouraged by the fact that this is part of, it's like an extension of a show that I've yeah. not seen. Oh, you didn't know it was a show before going into it? No, I did. Oh. Um, I just thought that was interesting. I mean, I'm sure that affected like <laughs> how many people watched it. Have you watched yeah. the show? I watched the first like two episodes of the show. Okay. It was good. People love Luther. People will go hard for Luther. 
Huh. I, I'm not one of those people, but some people do. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, we didn't watch this movie. Yeah. So no yay or no nay. Um, did you watch Disney's Chang Can Dunk? No, but you know what? I thought that looked super cute, and I would like to watch <laughs> yeah. it. Um, I heard from somebody who has watched it that it is super cute. Yeah. So I will say that one of the top reviews on Letterboxd is, he dunked. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think you mentioned this in another uh, podcast that Probably. Anyways, uh, okay. So let's talk about the biggest disappointment of March. The what? terrible... 65 oh god starring adam driver don't make me relive this why what happened here sydney tell well first of all tell the people why you were excited and then tell them what happened yeah i was like 65's number one marketer i was like yeah, I, I was like I was, talking about I was this movie who's I was like, paying sydney enough from 65 to promote this movie this hard right like, now just so you know guys guaranteed masterpiece yeah. <laughs> and then i saw it and i was like well two out of five stars that fucking sucked yeah. <laughs> um uh, what happened you delete here? all those tweets already <laughs> No, I. You know what? I, I I wear it. All right. Yeah, that's fine. I own we can't always what I be did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was I was rooting for this movie really hard because it's dinosaurs. We never mm-hmm. get dinosaurs if it's not part of like uh, Jurassic World Dominion or whatever. Adam Driver doing something different. I was ready for the small scale like found father daughter sci fi movie and the concept is super interesting the concept of him i agree i mean it ends up making negative sense in how it actually plays out in the movie (laughs) but um and the writers of a quiet place produced by sam raimi it had it had all the all the green flags and then it had a lot of red flags because they weren't screening it for critics and they like didn't even do they were doing test screenings until like a month before the movie and everyone was like, well, I guess it's <laughs> yeah. probably not very good. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it ended up, I don't really know your specific thoughts on this one. So what did you end up thinking? So I want to point out a couple things. One, I love that you brought up it was not screened for press, which I think every movie we've talked about so far, well, besides Operation Fortune Ruse de Guerre, <laughs> Was screened for press. Creed 3, Champions, which I did not see. I missed the press screening on that one. Scream 6. Uh, when the other ones we get to later, they all were screened for press. So it is kind of a big red flag. When 65, which is not like an indie film either. It's part of a major studio. I don't know who yeah. who distributed it or made it. But I'm almost positive it wasn't like some small studio. No press screening. Red flag. Very strange. Big red flag. Test screening, like, almost up to a month before release is, like, what is going on? Like, that is really weird. I actually read a whole book on test screenings, like, the history of test screenings. Interesting. Um, great book. Highly recommend it. What's Can't it remember called? what it was called. Um, <laughs> oh, it's called Audienceology. Audienceology. Cool. And uh, it's about the history of the test screening. And then it kind of just, for, like, the whole book, they tell all these stories about all these famous movies that were test screened and like what happened with them. Um, so it tells the story of like when Titanic was first test screened and uh, Footloose, there's a cool story about Footloose and how originally the first cut of Footloose did not have an, a dance sequence at the very end. And the producer was like, you need to have a dance sequence. And the director was like, nope, don't want it. 
it's not something the audience will want. They just want to know they won. They don't need to see a dance sequence at the end. So they test screened huh. it, and it screened it terribly. And the audience was like, why wasn't there a dancing at the end? And so they put the dancing in, and the rest was history. Wow. I feel like endings are big. Yeah, endings screenings. are big. And there's like a great, like, just chapters about endings that, uh, that were added and like small things here and there that change movies. Anyways, 65 wasn't screened, which is, uh, or was screened, <laughs> but really, really late into its uh, And they probably release. still, the audiences probably still didn't like it. And they're like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's too late. But I agree with you in that, like, I was not, I mean, I wasn't like championing it like you were, but I was super excited for it. I love dinosaur movies, and you're right. We don't get much dinosaur content that's outside of the Jurassic universe. Love seeing Adam Driver do something different besides some, like, prestige drama or, like, some weird House of Gucci shit. I don't know. (laughs) It was excited to see 65. I don't know what happened. Like, it's just, like, it's so fucking stupid. I've never watched (laughs) a movie that was just, like, just makes you your your eyes roll the half the time you're watching it yeah and i don't know like it's weird that some people were like watching this and said like yeah let's let's uh let's put this out and let let people watch it well i think it literally i mean they well they were marketing it pretty hard but they must have known it wasn't very good it kind of felt like it got really botched which i was excited about the short runtime but that also in itself can be a red flag they're just trying to shorten it um yeah yeah and I, honestly, I did not like Adam Driver much in this movie. I don't know if he's suited to ro- a role like this. I guess he did play Kylo Ren, but the weirdness kind of like worked there. Um, but here I thought he just, it was just a little weird. He wasn't very likable. I feel like yeah. I didn't get this like loving father vibe from him, which the movie really tries to like, he's a father who has like experienced loss. And like, he just seems like kind of an asshole in this movie. And it doesn't really work out when, like, (laughs) he looks, he feels like an asshole, but he's supposed to be this, like, really likable guy. Yeah, they were, it it felt like The Last of Us meets, like, After Earth. And then the little girl couldn't even speak English. And why are they speaking (laughs) English? They're literally supposed to be aliens. It makes sense. Yeah, they're from, like, a different planet. I don't know. Um, My question to you is something I, I, I was curious about because I posted this on Twitter way back when we got the trailer for this movie. And my my question to you is, do you think they should have kept this movie's plot a secret? Like Cloverfield-type marketing where we don't know anything about the movie and then we go in and, oh, fuck, it's Adam Driver fighting dinosaurs. Do you think that would have been, like, more fun? Yes. I don't think it would have saved the movie. Well, no, the movie sucks so much. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that would have been cool. Um, There could have been some chatter about like, oh, why is it called 65? Like, you know, you hint at something. Because I did think the dinosaurs looked pretty good. And the best scenes of the movie were the ones where they were just fighting dinosaurs. Yeah, Um, the ending scene isn't terrible. uh, Where like the two T-Rexes and the the other type of dinosaur. Yeah, very true. So, yeah, I think that would have been a pretty a pretty baller marketing move. I think so, too. I think that, like, a lot of discussions and, like, rumblings of, like, because the trailer did a good job of, oh, we crash land on this foreign planet and there's something out there. There. End it. There. Stop the, yeah. stop the cut. Stop the, stop the vote. Yeah. Stop the count. <laughs> Don't let this trailer <laughs> keep going. And then put the movie out and then like, oh, he landed on Earth? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy. Did he time travel? Like, what happened here? Anyways. 
But we still don't find out. Yay or nay? Uh, nay. Big nay. I'm Sad saying nay. yay so you can what? laugh at how bad it is and oh. laugh with us. <laughs> but only yay if it's like on Netflix in like a year. Yeah. Don't spend money don't on pay. it. Don't pay. Yeah. Don't spend money Ugh. on it. Sad. Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. We spent a whole episode talking about Shazam 2. Has your opinion it changed did. at all? That episode's like a fever dream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just... Taste the rainbow, um, Sydney. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> Have my thoughts changed? No. I'm still just so lukewarm on this movie. Not even after um, all the Zachary Levi videos? Your thoughts haven't changed? You think I'd, I'd hate it more? <laughs> yeah. It's not his it's, fault. And if anything, it's entertaining. <laughs> All his videos where he's like talking on like Instagram live, it's not his fault. It's not his fault that the movie was bad. Well, no, you no, know, no, no, no. That's well, you know what no. else is tea? I'm talking so much drama about this movie and I just am seeing shit on Twitter and I'm like, this is the truth. But anyways, um, Ash or no, who plays who plays little um, his name's not Billy. Yes, it Billy is. Billy Batson. Yes, it's Ash something. But anyways, someone had tweeted that like he is Billy is 18 in the sequel and Zachary Levi is playing him like he's 12 as like saying that is a dig to Zachary Levi and the kid who plays Billy liked the tweet. Asher Angel. Asher Angel. I did see that he liked the tweet. <laughs> that was kind of tea. Have you seen, though, like, Zachary Le- Levi is just unhinged. Not only is he, like, going on Instagram Live saying, like, oh, I love John Wick. John Wick is great. I love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> but it's not a family movie. You should go watch Shazam. Oh, my God. I did not see that. And there's also a video of, or the, the tweet where he's like, hey, Neil Druckmann, I love The Last <laughs> of Us. Can you put me in season two? That thing. would be great. <laughs> Is that it's so and I he didn't even delete that. <laughs> like it's delete so that immediately. It's so embarrassing. And that's the thing is he just reeks of desperation. And that's why I don't even think I'm like mad. It's just like, man, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of depressing. Yeah. My opinion uh, has not changed on Shazam 2. I still think it's pretty bad. I do think yep. it's level of quantum mania bad, if I'm being completely honest. I know I you don't. disagree. Well, I think it's marginally better. Okay, marginally better. Not by much. Anyways, I'm big nay. Do not waste your time with Shazam 2. It's not worth your time. And we don't even know if you need to see it. I I don't even think you do need to see it in order to keep up with anything in DC. I agree. Ooh, I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on Blue Beetle? I'm, okay. Sholo Metaduena could hit me with a truck. And I would say thank you. So I will not say I will. Ever since Cobra Kai started, I've been a Sholo fan, and so I will not say anything bad about this movie until it comes out and we see wow. it for ourselves. So I'm super excited. That being said, though, I did not think that trailer was really anything special. It looked like very standard. Um, but there were some cool action moments that I'm excited to see okay. in the movie. And I hope that it's just like, I hope that we're kind of going back to basics and just making like a charming origin story. You know, you thought, I think I saw that you thought it was kind of, it was like fine, the trailer. I intentionally did not tweet anything. Did I tweet something? I tried oh. not to because I didn't want, I didn't oh, want I think, to cause any controversy. I think controversy. In, you're live today. People oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. People are asking me about it. I do think it's, the trailer was nothing special. 
I think it looks fine. I, I am excited for the you know a Latin superhero. I'm happy for the community. I think that's really something to be excited about. I don't know. I don't know anything about Blue Beetle. Being honest, I don't Me read either. Blue Beetle. Don't even know who the fuck Blue Beetle was until like last year. So <laughs> I'm happy for people. I'm happy for people that are happy. But that trailer to me wasn't like I didn't watch it and scream like, holy shit, this is going to change the DCEU. You know, the hierarchy of power isn't changing with Blue Beetle. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, I, I don't know. I think that it definitely looks like I guess I'm trying to think of DC. DC hasn't really tackled like the younger hero thing besides Shazam, right? Mm, um, not really. No. And so what I about guess it looks Gotham like Gotham Knights on the CW. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> there you go then. <laughs> have you watched um, any of those shows no neither have I, but people but go hard for like the flash one and i want to interview stuff. somebody who who likes them i need to know why i oh yeah there's a certain it's like it's like the sony verse there's like a charm <laughs> okay. i feel like <laughs> sure. we don't get that one either um, <laughs> yeah. well i feel like the trailer looked very marvel but it's not marvel so i'm kind yeah. of like Maybe, you know, DC is going to do something different in there and they're putting a little more heart into the script at the very least. That's what I'm hoping for. And yeah. I'm satisfied. I'm always hoping for a good time and for a good movie, not wishing yes. for its downfall. I just thought the trailer wasn't super exciting, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Inside, um, the movie with Will- Willem Dafoe. Inside. You saw this. No, you didn't. No, I did not. I did not no, see didn't. Inside. No, no. I didn't have time. Um, and they stopped showing it really quickly i feel like i went to the theater like two weeks after it was out and it was not there anymore well i was able to make the trip to the theater and i like this one like way more than i was expecting to like it well i gave it three and a half out of five but this is the one willem dafoe is an art thief he gets trapped inside that's what he is yeah super nice apartment um and it ended up being like very metaphorical it's like allegorical in a way that i did not think i yeah i thought it was just gonna be like a little like claustrophobic thriller or whatever but there's like some like biblical shit in there like dante's inferno (laughs) stuff going on in there and i was like okay this is way more interesting than i thought it was gonna be um it gets a little dark uh willem dafoe is great it kind of is fun to play along with like the way he's trying to get out and stuff um, and how he kind of descends into madness and it's doing this whole thing where like it, the apartment gets really hot and then it gets really cold. And Can you just spoil the movie? I want to know what happens at the end. It's a little bit ambiguous, actually. Okay. Kind of. Does it get out? It kind of ends. I think it's implying that he gets out. Okay. Um. I mean, the whole thing is it's supposed to be about, like, art and how, you know, he's kind of reduced to, like, the very basic uh, elements of man and, like, whatever. And he, like, creates art out of it. Um, Interesting. And then he's trying to get out through this light, this, this, like, light, like, window. I guess it's, like, a window, but it's a thick glass thing that he's, like, chipping away at through the entire movie. Uh-huh. And he has to build this structure in the center of the of the apartment or whatever, and he climbs on top of it and he keeps chipping away. And I think he's supposed to get out at the end, but you don't see it happen. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Are I you giving it. a yay or nay? I'm giving a yay, but like I wouldn't just wait for streaming. It's definitely a streaming movie. 
Okay. Um, but I think it's worth the watch. Perfect. The Boston Strangler on Hulu. I think you watched this, right? I did. Did you? I did watch this one. Okay. Interesting. It's like Zodiac. If Zodiac was, was not good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think this movie's better than, I think I gave it a higher score than you did. I gave it a three. Yeah, I gave it a two. A two? Just straight two? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Why do you hate women, Sydney? I don't. Stop. This is like a false narrative. I mean, we had <laughs> it's two female I want... leads trying to find a, a murderer who kills women, and you gave it two stars? It's because I want better for women. Oh, okay. That's that's a good excuse. I like that one. Okay. <laughs> what did you like about the Boston Strangler, and why is it Kira Knightley's accent? Um, <laughs> I know you said that in your review. I didn't really notice the accent thing. How do you not notice the accent? I feel like that's all I could notice. I don't know, because it's, it's like such a small little detail. Suspend your disbelief, Joe. What, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point in even watching movies if you can't do that? <laughs> I'm not, I was able to watch the movie and like, I believe she's from Boston, but like, it's just weird. It's Kira Knightley. It's, you know, it's elizabeth from pride and prejudice it's uh yeah. elizabeth from pirates of the caribbean <laughs> it's elizabeth <laughs> it's elizabeth anyways I, what's her name I definitely... in, in uh, love actually is it elizabeth probably uh, probably <laughs> what were you gonna say um i de- it de- i definitely could hear her accent coming like in and out i never okay. thought she sounded like her true accent was coming through why do you like the boss of strangler i just thought it was very like uninteresting it was very formulaic and it was really lethargic like like i felt like it never really thought its own story was like gripping or exciting i think why i liked it a little bit more than you i tend to really gravitate to journalism movies and because she's like a journalist and her she and her partner's a journalist and you know it's she's not, they're not cops they're not like inside the force trying right. to find this killer they're reporting on the, the events happening and like i kind of like the narrative of them calling out the cops which i think is very relevant to our climate now um so like those aspects i really liked about the movie which is why i probably rated it a little bit higher than you okay i did think their relationship was good yeah i think so too i think so too their rapport i, I would say yay if you're feeling a little bored and you want some like decent crime crime journalism movie but if you want a good one just watch the zodiac <laughs> yeah i'm a nay on this one but i think i yeah i mean i know people who yeah i saw a lot of threes going around so it's possible you have a good time with it it yeah. is on streaming so we're all just pretending to like it because there's two female leads <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know i'm only liking it because i hate women so <laughs> only disliking it. <laughs> inside um, you there are two wolves <laughs> <laughs> john wick chapter four I mean, I saw it twice. You know, Sydney, do you know this about me? I've only seen <laughs> five movies in my life twice. And what? <laughs> you mean in yeah. theaters? In theaters. Well, well yeah, not in like... <laughs> not, not in like Joe just, is one and done. <laughs> <laughs> not in my whole life. I mean, in theaters, I've only seen like five or six movies twice. And for every single movie except John Wick Chapter 4... The reason I saw it twice was not out of desire. It was out of circumstance. I had to go with this person or I was dragged along with these people. I have never in my life 
in my long, long life ever gone to a movie theater twice intentionally because I wanted to watch the movie so badly wow. until John Wick Chapter 4. That's huge. That is huge. That's like landmark for me. That is like, I will tell this story to like my kids one day. Like I saw the movie twice in theaters. I liked it that much. <laughs> I'm surprised. There, I'm just surprised there haven't been others. Like I know there have been movies you've liked this much that you thought were like fitting for the spectacle of the theater. So I'm surprised that even, mm, yeah, it yeah. hasn't happened that often. That you Top Gun Maverick got close. I've been like wanting to watch Top Gun Maverick in theaters twice. I just never got around to it. But John Wick 4, I woke up Saturday morning and went on Instagram and I saw like someone post a video like of all the references in John Wick chapter four. And I watched that video and I was like, I need to see it one more time. Yeah. I have to. Like I fucking need to watch this one more time. And luckily there was a showing at like 10 a.m. And I went. I was <laughs> That's like, crazy. One of six people in the theater and fucking loved it. Just chills again. I had so much fun watching it. Yeah. It's I don't a know. good movie. John Wick Chapter 4 kicks ass. It's a yay. Five Do you want to add anything? star banger. No, I mean, I saw it twice, too. It's just so good. I mean, we've talked, it, we've talked it into the ground. Just go see it if you haven't. Just go see it. And I will say to you as well, on my TikTok, I've got a lot of John Wick 4 haters. How do you feel about that? What? What is the reason? It's long. A few people said they were, like, exhausted by the time they got to the stair part, and they just, like, didn't want to watch it anymore. Uh a lot of criticism saying it's just the same thing over and over again. And I'm just like, yeah, that's why it's fucking rules. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with that, but those are the main criticism I got. I guess I get the length thing or the exhaustion thing. I definitely haven't quite gotten on board with like the, oh, it's too unrealistic. Because mm. that's just, you know, that's what the movie's doing. It's not yeah, like it's I... pretending it's not like that. Um, We've talked so about that... this a lot in our in our john wick episode but the unrealistic like argument makes no sense to me and it never will make sense to me if i'm being honest if it's not your thing i guess that's fine but don't like knock the movie for it i guess is what i'm saying because because that's what it's supposed to be and i think it does it it does it well i mean they've had this type of like tone since the first one so if you say you like john wick one but not john wick four like you like john wick two but not john wick four like there's no different in terms of its unrealism it's not yeah. more unrealistic in John Wick 4. The shit happening in 2 and 3, just as unrealistic. It, I find it strange when people say, like, 4 is bad, but I like 1 and 2 or 3. I think that's, that's weird. That's true. I mean, I guess it's just, yeah, it's the same shit, just on a larger scale. Larger scale. Which, wh- why wouldn't you? I don't want the first movie four times in a row. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, you want it to be going somewhere. Okay. But Are you uh, yaying John Wick Chapter 4? I'm yaying. It's more Me than too. yay. <laughs> it's buku bucks it's buku bucks <laughs> excommunicado deconsecrated all the, all the fancy words from john wick 4 rip daisy go see uh, it dungeons and dragons oh boy this movie i saw this movie twice in theaters as well oh yeah not wow. a, the second time was not out of desire though i went because i had to go but you're a D truther You've been a fan. Yes. You've been like looking forward to this since day one. I will happily admit, I was not. I was like, this movie looks like ass. And Were I thought, you? yeah, I was on the the negative Nancy train. I'm sorry to admit, but I was. 
No, that's okay. I mean, I didn't know so many people. From the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, hell yeah, that looks like so much fun. And then people were like, oh, you like cringe. Like the trailer looks so bad. And I was like, oh yeah, to- totally guys. Like I didn't think it looked fun either. <laughs> wow, you didn't live your truth then or what? No, I always did. But I was like, oh, am I, do I just like cringe humor? But I even thought that, I thought the trailer was pretty true to the movie. Did you yeah. not? Well, the thing about the trailer is that they showed the the same thing. Like, we get, like, this big fight scene with Michelle Rodriguez, like, flying through the air and beating up some knights while Chris uh, Chris Pines is trying to saw off his ropes with the staircase. And then it just, like, does your very cliched fantasy movie trailer. Here are some yeah. powers. Here are some creatures. It didn't scream really anything unique. And I think that's what my fear was about this movie. It was just going to be another run-of-the-mill attempt at a fantasy comedy okay that makes sense but then what did you think i loved it i thought it was fantastic you know honestly i gave it a three and a half but like it feels like a four in my heart if i'm being completely honest it should be a four it's way funnier than i thought it was gonna be and i i feel bad for really doubting the directors because they directed game night i've been a game night loyalist for a long time and this movie was legitimately funny i laughed a lot and i know comedy subjective but I think they do a really good job with like writing in really witty humor. Um, I thought the guy who plays Zank, the really hot guy from Bridgerton, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Reggae Jean Page. Yeah, that guy. Well, I've never watched Bridgerton, but I get it, girls. I understand. That guy's very good looking. <laughs> Completely understand. Uh, I thought I would hate his character because it, t- you know, it's one of those very cliche, I take everything literally kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Nope, fucking loved him. I would watch a whole movie with just him. He's fantastic. Yeah, I want like spin-off. Actually, no, I don't want spin-offs. I want I want standalone Dungeons and Dragons movies. There's that scene there's that one scene in the movie where after Zank helps him out and he's like, Alright, I bid you farewell. And he's walking on the beach in a straight line. And Chris oh, yeah. Pine's like <laughs> Oh, look how straight that line he's walking. There's like the rock coming. Is he gonna go around it? Is he gonna go over it? <laughs> he just goes over it. That that fucking humor is like up my alley. Maybe I like cringe humor. I don't know. I thought this shit was so funny. I don't think it was cringe. I think that like with Marvel humor, every everyone just buckets like Marvel humor in. And sure, there were a couple jokes that I was like, eh, yeah, that one was fine. But. Yeah. I thought that it had a really great personality and it was like a little dorky. It you know, it's not stepbrothers, it's not like I don't know. Yeah. And it it's a family movie also. Yeah. Um, but it had just enough of an edge that it would be super fun for anyone. What are the things that you liked about it? I j- well, I just love fantasy and I think that we so rarely get it um in theaters, so that was great. Um, I thought the casting was excellent. I Chris Pine is my favorite Chris. I love Ooh, him. I think he's so your funny. Favorite Chris? Yeah, he is. Over Evans? Yes. Over Hemsworth? Yes, but Chris Hemsworth is a close second. Mostly, actually, I think he's so charming as Thor. But also, Extraction Two is coming out soon, and I'm a oh. big Extraction stan. Are you? Um, yeah, yeah, I love him in that movie, but not because of the Russo brothers. Because I mean, they don't direct Sam, it; they just produce it, right? They just well, it's also adapted from a graphic novel that I think only and 
who is what is it joe and anthony only one of them wrote the graphic novel and it got adapted but the director sam hargrave was chris evans stunt double for captain america it's kind of like a chad stahelski situation (laughs) did you see Um, that (laughs) unrelated did you see that tweet that said like it showed chad stahelski's filmography and david leach's filmography (laughs) yes and it said flirting versus harassment (laughs) yeah but then did you see the rebuttal where it was saying it it showed like atomic blonde and it had like all david leach's movies and it was like oh like grounded like like feminist epic and for like bullet train bullet train it was like you know profound like whatever <laughs> and then, yeah it, and then on the other side it just had all the john wick movies and it just said mob flick mob flick mob flick <laughs> i did not like, see that rebuttal i disagree with it i think i think david leach's movies are fine i don't think they're they really don't hold a candle to to, to hell's yeah but work. but uh anyways stands are out there apparently rewinding hargrave stunt double for captain america chris evans chris hemsworth you like close second Yes, but Chris Pine takes Your the cake. Chris. And Do I even I think ask that... you about Pratt? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, continue. Let's go away from, the... <laughs> away from that question. <laughs> I hate you. Go. Um, yeah, I thought the cast was the cast was so perfect because they're all like such incredible actors, but it's not like they just got like every A-list whoever to slap on it they're like a little it's a little bit offbeat which i think fits the whole D thing michelle rodriguez is such a fucking superstar i love her and i thought she was so funny justice smith i like in comedy like a lot i think he's he's so deadpan and I, so i don't like him in drama for that reason like sharper um, like in sharper i really did not like him in sharper but then here he's like so funny i do love him in this movie a lot yeah um yeah it's this kind of like down on himself sorcerer uh sophia lillis is so adorable i don't think there was an, i don't think there was enough of sophia lillis if i'm being honest i agree she was the only character that didn't really get like a complete arc i guess she was kind of like the last addition to the group but her character had some cool moments with the action she, she has some cool moments. I just, like you said, doesn't really have an arc. Like the sorcerer, Justice Smith has that arc of like learning to believe in himself. And everybody has an arc except for her. And she's just kind of there for most of the movie. But she does yeah. have the really great chase sequence, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And then she has the great action sequence at the end, which is another point I want to make is that I was surprised by how much I really enjoyed the action in this movie. I thought it was like super tight and just like, not like tight cool well it was cool too so super cool as well and tight but i thought it was like way better than i expected it to be like way yeah, better i agree it was all just like super fun like adventure stuff um, do you play D? no i've never played it I'm, I'm one of those people who for years i've been i've been saying like oh i, I really want to play dungeons and dragons but i have no idea how wow. <laughs> who the fuck do you who do you call have you <laughs> i played once or twice i could not get into it it was, but I've been told that it really depends on your dungeon master. Like if you have a really good dungeon master, yeah. then you'll like really enjoy the game. And I, maybe I just had a shitty dungeon master. I don't know, but Possibly. I just like, couldn't really get into it. I don't know. I, if I play D and D again, I just want to be the bard. I just want to like run around with a guitar and sing. Yeah. That's why Chris Pine, Chris Pine said it's all, what did he say? Smiling and, 
I don't and just hanging out or something. <laughs> That's why he liked playing the bard. <laughs> Amazing. So are we giving a big yay to Dungeons & Dragons? Big yay. Also big yay for how um, much they incorporated practical effects in this movie. Like, yes, I agree. Freaking stellar stuff. Go to John Francis Daly's Twitter because he's sharing so many videos of it, and it's amazing. But yeah, big yay. And for theaters. I love Jonathan. Big fan of Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan was practical. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love him so much. Yeah. Oh, Jonathan. Uh, okay. <laughs> a thousand and one. Did you catch this? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Did you? So I did. I was able to watch it. It is very good. It's a drama about a young woman who has a very young son. They're living in Harlem during the 1990s. And um, it's just about her trying to raise her son through just extreme poverty, trying to give him the best life kind of thing. It's a drama. So you kind of like know the vibe of the movie and uh-huh. the, the whole tone of it. But it's powerfully acted. It has... I don't want to give away like the plot too much because it's pretty crucial to the movie, but I think a lot of people should watch it. And I think that once we get closer to award season, wouldn't it be surprised if people were like calling out Tayana Taylor, who plays like the lead role in this movie. So if you're like an awards buff and you want to watch movies to prepare for award season next year, this might be a movie to check out. Okay. I have heard the awards buzz, so I definitely want to get to it soon. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I had a really good time with it. Well, it's sad, so I didn't have like a good time watching it, but like I had a <laughs> I had a time watching it, I guess. But yeah, okay. so it's a it's a big yay for me if you get a chance to watch it. I would imagine it'll likely be streaming probably within the next month or two. So keep yeah. an eye out for it. Freaking Mario's gonna come in, take every take all the screens. Mario's about to dominate the theaters for <laughs> almost all of April. I wouldn't be surprised. A good person. Zach Braff's a good person. Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Sydney, tell us your thoughts on a good person. Um, you saw this also, right? I did, yeah. Okay. Um, I liked a good person. I did not know that people uh don't like Zach Braff as much as they do. Or at least think yeah. that his movies are really bad. <laughs> He's an interesting guy. I don't know exactly I don't like totally keep up with celebrity gossip so i don't know if he's done anything to make him unlikable or he's just like unlikable like he has an unlikable face i don't know don't know what it is yeah i didn't think he was i know i think he and florence Pugh broke up i don't know i can't i can't keep up that was like the highlight of the the pandemic people were like watching that relationship flourish and then like people were commenting a lot like why are you with him you're florence Pugh. he's zach braff what are you doing I think they broke up now, but I really don't know. Yeah. Well, she's been like promoting the movie and stuff. And I think, yeah, it was amicable at the very least. I mean, she's such a chill, down to earth person, it seems like. And she was phenomenal in this movie. I think that's the best part of this movie. She and Morgan Freeman are both very good. Yeah. I think it definitely could be very clunky at times. Like it's dealing with really heavy themes about two hours, addiction man. and tragedy. Yeah, the two hour runtime is weird. I think we could have done without the scene of Morgan Freeman like almost shooting a teenage boy. That <laughs> 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 I was like, whoa, this is going like way off the rails. Um but I thought it was effective. I cried. I had to hold myself back from crying more because I was in a theater. I, I was telling people that 
if I think most people will end up liking Good Person. I think it's a little melodramatic at times, and it does play into that like melodrama. And but it's gonna like make people cry. And when movies make people cry, guess what? They like the movie. Yeah. So I feel like most people who watch a Good Person are gonna be like, yeah, I liked it. So I ultimately am saying yay. I'm also saying yay. I think it's essential viewing for Florence Pugh fans. Yeah, it's it is a good Flo Pugh uh, movie. I think yeah, it's already on good. VOD too, like as oh, of today, April fourth. Perfect. Yeah, because I don't think it's a theater must watch. No, I think like you said, Mario's going to take over the theater, and a good person's like the first movie <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tetris, the Apple TV movie Tetris, starring Taron Egerton who I love so dearly. What are your thoughts on Tetris? Did you watch Tetris? Yeah, I did. What are your thoughts on Tetris? I think I liked this movie less than The Average Bear. Oh. I just couldn't really get into it. At the beginning, I mean, mean, the the most important thing about Tetris is that it does not go in the direction that you think it is at all. It's not really about the game. It's about how Taron Egerton's character discovers the gang the the game gets the rights and then it's like this like legal thriller in russia correct um, correct so and and i think i really liked the stylistic flair into the tone it had in the beginning and then once it got to the to this like kind of international thriller part i was like this is interesting but oh wow it's what Oh, well, that, that's what I liked about it. I kind of, I kind of liked that it had that not a drastic tone change because I think it still keeps its flair. But you're right; it does move from like a movie about this guy trying to get the rights of Tetris to more of a grand scale Soviet Union legal battle. But I, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I liked it for a, a second, and then, well, One okay, I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it for a bit, but then I thought it just got super redundant and and lost a bit of its charm. Okay. And I I think I'm in the camp of people who kind of think it takes away from like the original creator of the game and the in the impact of the game itself with like what it chose to focus on. Interesting. It, um. You know the le- the legal part of it is interesting, but I yeah I don't know I just couldn't get into it. Okay, so it's a nay for Tetris for you, huh? I I am gonna give it a nay, though I do wow. love Taron Edgerton and he is really good in this movie. His character is also whitewashed though. Oh, is it? Yeah, the character he's um I think he was originally from Indonesia, but oh. also he traveled. He was also like Dutch or something. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and but they, they were just like Taron Edgerton. <laughs> well, I do love Taron Edgerton a lot, but I didn't, I didn't know that. So if that's accurate, that does put a little bit of a wrench in my thinking. It's a little odd. It's a little odd. I still like Tetris, though. I would give that's it a fine. I think that's a lot fine. of people will end up really liking it, too. Like the yeah. common folk who watch Tetris will be like, fucking eat this shit up. It's there's a lot of about it that's fun and I okay. and I totally understand why a lot of people <laughs> Sydney had a blast is just with it. higher mind than us guys that's why no I'm it's... not it just wasn't <laughs> why are you shitting on me today <laughs> no, I'm, not. I'm not I'm not I'm not um, murder mystery two I did, did not engage it? go don't do it don't engage <laughs> don't do it I put in my review one line do we really have to accept 
and just endure murder mystery when we get no. movies like Glass Onion and, and Knives Out? Why do we do this to ourselves? We are our own worst enemy. We watch these movies and guess what? Netflix is like, fuck, let's make another one because people are watching it. But why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't get it. I I know. It's like it's like we can't we we're in this pit of content that it's like how do you get out of it? Cuz we keep yeah, we keep watching out of curiosity and because they'll just like slap big actors on these projects and you want to see them. And Do we? I don't care about Jennifer Aniston, but I guess a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, I care. I like her. Yeah, from what? Yeah. She's in that one with Vince Vaughn. And I like her in Friends. Oh, and she Ooh. was in uh, Just Go With It. I love Just Go With It. I do like Just Go With It. Friends, though. Friends, have you seen her recent Friends comments? No. Oh, that it like like um people will be offended now. Yeah, like oh, like everybody's a bigot in the show or something like that. So you couldn't make it now or something like that. <laughs> Did she I use don't know. the word bigot? <laughs> I she I think she might have used the word bigot. I can't remember. Wow. Anyways, I, I just want to point out I don't think Friends is very funny. I'm an anti Friends guy. I don't think it's, I I can't say I'm like a Friends fan, but I like her. Okay. In it. I like the characters. <laughs> You're not a Friends fan, but you like her and the characters well, I, in it. I, sometimes I'll turn to Friends as like, you know, you put something on to have in the background or whatever. You're like doing work. Mm. Mine's The Office. I do The Office. Okay. I'll do that and I'll do Parks and Rec. To fall Parks asleep, I'll do New Girl. Ooh, I've, I've never, I've only watched like a few episodes of New Girl. Never got into it. It's really good. I know I like people like shame me for that too. Like I, I wasn't alive one time and I said, "Yeah, I don't really like New Girl." Woo! Whoa! Chat that went off. Yeah, they went <laughs> off. There was someone in the chat was named Nick Miller Worshipper. <laughs> no way. Which is apparently a character on the show. Yes, it is. Well, you clearly didn't watch enough of it. I mean, it was years ago, Sydney. I, didn't, <laughs> I don't watch that show anymore. Anyways, it's good. Um. Yeah, Murder Mystery 2 is a big nay. I just don't understand why we're watching these movies. When we 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 got Glass Onion not even 4 months ago. It was good. This is like fucking like a Chat GPT wrote this movie <laughs> and Netflix put it out there and people consume it. And now Netflix thinks that we'll probably make a third one. Like I don't get it. I just don't get it. Do you it. know who who directed it? No idea. <laughs> who is it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just seeing if you know. I was ready for this big reveal, like it was gonna be like really my matter. worst enemy. Sixty-five <laughs> director? I don't know. Oh um, my god! Last movie of March, Rye Lane over on Hulu. It's a rom-com set in the UK. It was a big Sundance darling, from what I understand. I fucking loved Rye Lane. It was so wonderful. What a movie. What a movie. It's like, maybe it's because Netflix puts out fucking uh, Your Place or Mine and I have to watch bullshit like that <laughs> or Amazon Prime's Shotgun Wedding where the rom-coms are just so bad nowadays that when we get a genuinely good one, I'm like fucking over the moon for it. Yeah. But I, I also believe that Ryan Lane is genuinely just a really great movie. I liked it a lot. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was so... I think a lot of people are using the word infectious. Like, it was just so... Are they? Yes. It was I used so... that word in my review, but I didn't oh, see anybody did else using it. Maybe you were not... the first one, Joe. <laughs> I was saying, I just, now just you make me feel like you. a poser. Like, oh my God, I stole <laughs> no, something from somebody. Well, because it's true. Sometimes it's just true. Like, 
it it you know i thought just the characters in in the stylistic direction it felt like the whole thing just like leapt off the screen you're like so happy for these characters and it was so fun and 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 it did the really bold thing of just having it be like really happy like there was nothing super terrible or consequential that happened yeah it was just a really sweet like very much kind of like a before uh sunrise situation yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. very and very modernized and and young and hip and just yeah like the music the colors yeah it was so the, fun even like the filmmaking styles like the fisheye lens uh, there's right. just so many like really really impressive filmmaking techniques that you just don't see in rom-coms and it just has so much style so much energy it's so infectious yeah Fucking... it was so good just like I love a guaranteed good time yeah. um and yeah it almost felt like more of a coming age film than a rom-com yeah i can see that well i mean i guess what's the difference if they're young <laughs> but i mean for mo- for a lot of it it just kind of feels like they're they're friends i mean you know you know they're gonna get together but it's a little bit of a will they won't they like they're dealing with their exes whatever and they're both both of the lead performances were so good i agree i agree do you wave at boats sydney i do wave at boats i wave at boats too i think everybody should be waving wave at boats, at boats? <laughs> soulless and heartless people that was the message of this movie you'll end up alone yeah exactly i even wave at people on roller coasters when i'm on them i do too i'll wave at anyone i wave at planes and kind of just hope (laughs) (laughs) people not do that (laughs) you're pushing it now now you're getting like weird territory maybe they can see you at like a tarmax or like planes in the air no like in the air yeah they're not okay never mind forget i said anything (laughs) (laughs) uh would you give Riley out of out of five? I haven't logged it yet, but I'm probably gonna give it a four. Oh wow! It's just a oh, rare Sydney four for our rom com. Um, is that rare? Well, I guess just because a lot of rom coms suck, but this one was like it's like a real movie. You're right. You're right. I don't know the last time I gave a rom com higher than a three. I know. <laughs> it's it's been a minute. It's been yeah, a minute. It actually. Has. I really liked the rom com last year on Prime. I want you back. I can't remember what it's called. With Charlie Day oh. and Jenny Slate. I thought that one was fine. I think okay, it, well, well, I think maybe I gave it like a three. I think I gave that one a three and a half. Okay. Oh, interesting. But yeah, like the last time a rom-com that's been a four and above is pretty rare. It's rare. Right. It's, it's tough to find. Yeah. Okay. So everyone go watch Rye Lane. On Hulu, too. On Not sponsored Hulu. by Hulu, but it's on Hulu. You can watch it <laughs> right now. And it's like fucking 80 minutes or something yes. like that. Yes. Man, it just Super hit, short. checked all the boxes. Yeah. Man, I might bump this up a half a star. I love Rylane. What did you have Loved it at it. four? I have it at four. But Fuck it, I it. just really love it. I love it a lot. More than Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. More than D&D. Not more than John Wick, but more than D. <laughs> I think maybe more than Creed. Who knows? I don't know. Wow. Um. All right. Those are the movies that came out in March that we saw. Anything I missed that you wanted to mention? No, you hit everything. Uh, you even hit Children of the Corn. <laughs> Did you watch Prom Pact on Disney Channel or Disney Plus? Did I watch what? Prom Pact? No, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's some. It's a rom-com on Disney Plus about prom. I don't know. Oh, there wasn't there some pinball movie? Oh, there was. Pinball, the man who saved the game with Mike Feist. Feist? 
The guy from West Side Story. Oh, is he in it? Oh my gosh, I love him. Yeah, him, him. But you didn't. Oh, you didn't watch it. Yeah, that came out. I did not watch it. Oh yeah, I've not not heard the best things. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's better than Tetris. Maybe it's worse. I know. I thought it was interesting. It came out the same month as Tetris. We're also getting a BlackBerry movie. Apparently, that's and and allegedly that one is good. From what I'm hearing from people, or okay. I don't know, Tetris has good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, so you're in the minority right now. What did it on Rotten Tomatoes? What did it get? Seventy-eight percent, certified fresh. Wow. Seventy-eight. Yeah. Interesting. People like the energy. They like the they infectious do. energy. Sorry, I'm just the not fun. <laughs> I do wave at okay. boats, though. Sydney does wave at boats, and that's what matters. Uh, favorite <laughs> of March, John Wick Four for me, for you. John Wick 4 for me. Least favorite of March? Oh. It, oh. It might be. Was there anything worse than 65? Murder Mystery 2 for me. But, but I'm not choosing that it. one. 65. It would probably be that. But yeah, I'm going to go 65. The one you'll forget in the next month. Which movie will you forget? Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre is my choice. <laughs> That's your choice. Probably Boston Strangler. Wow, fucking ripping on Boston Strangler. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> well, I know the, the anti-Boston Strangler podcast. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, perfect. April releases. Anything you're excited for? What are you excited for the most? Um. Oh, what is coming out in April? I We already saw Air, but Air is good. Everyone get excited. Air is good, but like, it's not that good. Am I crazy for um, saying that? <laughs> oh, this is just the hate air podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess so. Um, I thought it, yeah, I didn't think it had like that extra like oomph to it that I was like, I really wanted like a like a big short situation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about air more in the future, but yeah, I thought we'll it was get good. To it I mean, soon. your dad's new favorite movie. Exactly. Dad's it's just will like you like to see air. people winning. <laughs> uh we're also getting in april the movie mafia mama with tony collette that just debuted as the regal mystery movie shut the fuck up it was yeah you didn't hear that and apparently no. it's not good oh what a surprise yeah sad what a surprise uh the pope's exorcist is coming <laughs> out in april dude someone convinced me to watch uh uh wrestlemania and the, the pope's exit well because it was just on peacock i just threw oh it yeah, on. yeah yeah man I the like pope's exorcist was marketing the shit out of itself in wrestlemania it's like <laughs> wrestlemania sponsored by the pope's exorcist <laughs> and then it has like russell crowe doing like this whole big thing is he doing um, a tombstone because uh you know that's a, it's a wrestling move and it's a part of <laughs> oh no they weren't I, they weren't smart enough for that i guess <laughs> but yeah not excited for that it looks really bad renfield i am excited i'm seeing renfield tomorrow so are you right yeah we both are i'm excited for renfield just because um who's the i swear you said in the past you weren't maybe i'll talk to somebody else yeah, I think it was somebody else because I, I was definitely never, like, negative on it. The first trailer, I was like, this looks a little, like, maybe the humor is not going to be a big hit. But the more I see, like, Nick Cage in the role and um, what's his what's his name? Who's playing Nicholas Redfield? Holt. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. I like Nicholas Holt a lot. So I'm hoping it'll at least be fun. Evil Dead Rise? Yes. That's probably my most anticipated of April. 
Same, same, same. And I'm seeing it Thursday. You are seeing it Thursday. I'm seeing it Monday. And then we'll have a podcast episode on it later this month for the I public. Can't wait. And then we'll have a Patreon only one about Evil Dead. We will. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. <laughs> Fucking Guy Ritchie. I'm excited <laughs> for that. It looks like, you know, I've seen it before, kind of. Yeah, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, Ruse de Guerre. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> are you excited for it? No, I'm going to watch it, but like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't look like something I'm going to be like super ramped about. Yeah. Ghosted, the rom-com with Chris Evans and Ana de Armas. Seems like it's, uh, what was that one that came out with Ana de Armas and Ben Affleck? Deep Water. Deep Water. That was that more vibe. erotica. This one is yeah. more like, act. this is more like um, Lost City. Is it a, it's a com, rom-com? Yeah, rom-com, act, act rom-com, action. I don't have high hopes, but okay. I'll watch. I'll watch. Okay. Bo is Afraid? Oh, so I forgot. I keep forgetting Bo is Afraid is coming out so soon because that was yeah. another one that seemed like it just got delayed forever and we had no idea when it was coming out. Um, after those first reactions, I'm very excited. Do you like Kaufman stuff? Do you like that kind of like weird, trippy type of movie? I, I can. It's not like I wouldn't say that's like my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not super well versed in, I haven't seen a ton of Kaufman stuff, but, um, I'm open to it. Okay. Are you? I feel like I'm you hit are. or miss on it as well. No. Okay. Wow. Fucking, that was a quick judgment. Okay. What? what you- uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, cause like what Kaufman people are pretentious or like a little, oh, little uh, I don't see them that way. I mean, most Kaufman stuff is like well regarded by critics, but like the audience hates it. Yeah. I would say like you go up to somebody on the street and say, Hey, you like fucking, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. They'll be like, I hate that movie. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> you get beat up in the street. You get um. beat up on the street. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. But I do like Being John Malkovich, which Kaufman wrote, I believe. Yes, um, that movie's fun. So I like some of Kaufman's stuff. Adaptation, which I don't know if Kaufman, I think Kaufman wrote it. I don't know if he directed it, though. I like Adaptation. So like kind of hit or miss for me as well. Like you, I wouldn't say it's my brand. But I could get into it in the right type of setting. And I think Bo is Afraid might be the right type. Yeah, and you're, you're like an Ari Aster fan, right? Do love Aster. I do love him. So I think it's going to be good. It's possible we get like, I think a lot of people are going to come out of it saying like, that was a masterpiece. I will um, bet you money right now that critics will love it and the audience will hate it. Okay. And it's going to be like that perfect divide of so many people commenting like, fuck this movie, it makes no sense, versus a large majority of critics saying like, this is like a very well-written masterpiece, like you said. Okay, I I'm going to rebuttal. I'm going to say, I'm going to say both critics and audiences are going to be a little above the middle. Do we guess percentages? Sure. I think, honestly, if I'm being bold, I think Rotten Tomatoes we're looking high 60s, low 70s. Critics or audience? Critics. Wow. I'm Be- going... Okay, yeah. What, critics, what do you predict? 81. Audience, 48. That low? Yeah. That's my that's my guess. Okay. And yours? For audience? Yeah. Ugh. I'm going to say audience in the 60s. You're giving specific numbers. Okay. Audience, 63. Okay, and then critics? Critics, critics 71. 
All right. We have it on recording. We'll bring this up again (laughs) once it comes out. I'm going to clip this part of the audio and put it on Instagram, and we'll find out who's right and wrong. Okay. If I'm wrong, I'll wear it. It's fine. Uh, Okay. Are you excited for Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Um, Yeah, I I am because I like the concept, but I don't know a lot about it. Is there a trailer for this? Yeah, there is. Have you read the book? Um, yes, actually. When I was I have young. Not. I know it's just a really popular book when like for like young Yeah, teenagers. it's like essential reading for like young girls. It's like yeah. yeah, it's like a core memory reading some of that stuff. Yeah, that's why I never read it because <laughs> I feel like it was essential reading for young girls, so I never got around to reading it. But right. I always liked Judy Bloom stuff when I was a kid. Anyways, I know people are excited for this. It has Rachel McAdams in it. I love Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And Kathy Bates. I like them both. It's Kathy Bates. I'm excited. Cool. All right. Well, that's basically it, unless you really want to talk about Peter Pan and Wendy. No, but, uh... wait. I see Sisu. Oh, that's right. So I barely learned about Sisu maybe two weeks ago. Oh, and, and... Polite Society. I'm really excited for. Sorry. I'm just looking at this list. No, you're good. I just learned about Sisu recently, and I saw the trailer when I went to see John Wick uh, for the second time. I saw okay, the me too. trailer for Sisu. And I was like, okay. It looks like, you know, it's trying to capitalize on that brand of over-the-top action and violence. But I'm also, I'm not opposed to that. So maybe I do watch it. I'm with you. I I didn't know it existed. And then I think that was a big move for them. They were like, let's put the trailer right in front of John Wick. Because people are kind of in this vibe right now. Um, Yeah, it's basically like John Wick is a period piece. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm for it. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, it's really just about the. It's not just about the action, actually. It is about the story just as much. So we'll see if they pull it off. I agree. I agree. What was the other movie you said? Polite Society. Polite Society. I um, am seeing that like next week. Oh. I know people liked it as Sundance. Um, I know nothing about it besides like, I know it's like based in Indian culture, and that's all I really know. Yeah, I saw the trailer and I thought it seemed like so charming. And with this, the martial arts aspect, I just thought the the tone of it seemed really interesting. Be like a different take. Well, Um, we'll talk about it in April once we see it. We shall. Cool. All right. Well, this is the end. We've reached the end of April and March. We have our predictions locked in. Hopefully, April brings some good stuff. Um, And if it doesn't, we have basically the start of summer season, which will guarantee us something big, I'm sure. Mar- right. May is like bringing Guardians, fucking Little Mermaid. It's going to be Blockbuster Central. I know. It was almost overwhelming, all the stuff that we've gotten recently. Trailers. I know. Trailers, live action Moana. Just Oh, my God. You know, yeah. A lot of stuff happening it's a in lot, the world. So. But I'm excited. We are excited. Uh, once again, thank you so much to everybody who has been listening. Uh, if you don't know already, you can check us out on Patreon, where Sydney and I do a series dedicated to horror movies. Episode one on Horror at the Oscars debuts on April 5th, which is the one day before this episode debuts. Um, and then we're going to talk about The Exorcist. So a lot to look forward to. I'm excited about it. Are you? I'm excited. I thought our Oscars conversation was so much fun. Um, it was good. It was good. Sydney talked really about good. why she hates uh, Sons and Lambs and Black Swan. And yep. I, I talked about why I loved it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Actually, the other way around. I, for like some like teasing, I like Sons and Lambs. I don't love it. 
Not a huge fan. I know. I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. Anyways, so if you want to hear more on that, you got to subscribe. Perfect? Yes. Perfect? I think it's perfect. Wow. Okay. Uh, you okay, just don't like well, it because it's a female-led movie. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that, and that's you heard okay. It here first. <laughs> this is this is I just this is why we're co-hosts. Okay, I'm gonna. That was the end. <laughs> you can check out Sydney's YouTube reviews. On which movies do you have YouTube reviews for uh, the ones we talked about today for March? The ones we talked about. I've got John Wick, Dungeons yep. and Dragons, Creed, um, Shazam, and sixty-five. Perfect. And I will make sure to link all of those reviews in the description of the episode so you can watch them. Uh, check you. out the Patreon. It's a lot of fun. And uh, there's uh, we're three away from 100 people. So uh, if you want to be that uh, lucky 100 person, you go do. for it. It is a ton of fun. It is a ton of fun. Uh, but again, as always, never feel pressured to subscribe to Patreon because there will always be public episodes available to you no matter what. We just appreciate you listening. So with that said, Sydney, any last comments? um no just thank you guys for listening and yeah no pressure to join the patreon but we love you guys but we love you guys everybody have a wonderful night day morning weekend weekday i don't know whatever day and uh we'll see you guys next week goodbye listeners